Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Living a healthy, balanced life as a mom can sometimes feel impossible. With tiny mouths to feed, butts to wipe, and so many things vying for our attention, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe every mom is a super mom, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't have to go on another diet to do it. Join me, Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor for conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life. I want to help you uncomplicate eating, improve your relationship with food, and live like the supermama I know you are. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I'm Kristen Dovniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and your host of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little different than my usual. Today I'm going to share a part of my health journey that I haven't shared here on the podcast, at least not very much, and I've gotten quite a few questions on when I mention it on social media, and that's my digestive health journey. So a little warning before we start, if you're grossed out by poop talk or you are not at all interested in the intricacies of my digestive system, you are probably going to want to go ahead and skip this one. But that being said, I am an open book. I have always said I'm happy to share anything as long as it's my story to share. This one happens to be really long and winding, so I'm going to do my best to share with you where I've been and where I am now in the most honest way possible. But I think that this is a topic that is simply not talked about enough in the realm of intuitive eating and having food freedom. I think oftentimes we talk about, you know, the place we were before and the place we are now, but the journey to get there is sometimes not spoken about enough. And I really want to be transparent with you about the journey that I've had and where I am now and how, you know, I am still imperfect and still on this journey, but that there is still hope in in finding balance with your digestion and as an intuitive eater and finding freedom in all of that. So I want to share this story with you because I've had so many women reach out and tell me that they have struggled too with their digestion and they're not sure how to reconcile maybe having some food restrictions with their um, you know, digestive health journey as well as being an intuitive eater and wanting to find freedom in all of that. And so I'm going to start at the beginning as far back as I can really remember and share with you what it has been like like to struggle with IBS for 
almost 20 years. So starting at the beginning is a little blurry with this one. My earliest memories of digestive struggles are having the worst kind of stomach bug imaginable when I was maybe 9 or 10. It was at our old house, so I know that I was younger than 11, which is when we moved to a rental house and then back to our old house. I'll share about that a little bit more in a bit, but I honestly think that that might have been the beginning to my digestive distress, though of course no one knew much at the time about things like probiotics. I don't believe I was on antibiotics, but I did definitely take them a few times during childhood. Thankfully, not too many, at least to my knowledge. I wasn't a crazy sick kid aside from these digestive struggles or anything like that, which I'm very thankful for. But I do know that I had some sort of acute digestive distress where things were coming out both ends. See, I told you, poop talk and we're like five minutes in. (laughs) So it was probably a year or so later that I started experiencing really uncomfortable stomach bloat and at times some diarrhea as well. And I thought it was when I would eat certain foods. But remember, I was like 11 or 12. I only knew what I thought I knew. So Interestingly enough, this was also right after our family had gone through a really stressful life event. Our house, as we knew it, was flooded, and we lost pretty much everything. So for those of you who don't know, I live in Rhode Island right now. Actually, I was born and raised in Rhode Island, and I moved away and came back. Um, But those of you who have never experienced a flood might have a hard time imagining how devastating something like this is. But our house essentially needed to be gutted. Think of fire except with water. And the shell of our house was there, but there was mud up to my sixth grader niece. It was awful. It was right at the beginning of the school year. We were entirely uprooted in November of 2000, which now that I'm thinking back is almost 20 years ago, which is so crazy. So we ended up staying with my grandparents for a few weeks until we could secure a rental place while our house was being rebuilt. I lost everything, you guys. Being a 12-year-old kid, including my like brand new monogrammed L.L. Bean backpack, which I was so proud of. I don't know what sixth graders use now, but that was like the thing. And they were so cool and so expensive. So I had to use one of my grandpa's like freebie bright yellow backpacks to carry my books into sixth grade. And I remember how mortifying it was to have to tell my teachers that my books had gotten wet and that I needed new books. And I was so afraid that we would have to like pay for the books because they had been in the flood. And I don't actually know if we did or not. But it was this time, during this hard time and the years that followed, that I started experiencing more and more severe digestive problems. I was also going through some bullying at the time and some hard, you know, issues with some other kids at school. So it was really hard to describe all this to my parents, to describe what was going on in my physical body, as well as having like, you know, these emotional struggles that I really didn't know how to express. It wasn't something that, you know, we were ever taught how to deal with. Like, how do you deal with losing all of your things, but having your house still be there? Other kids didn't understand. They just knew that one day I came to school with cool clothes and a cool backpack, and the next week I didn't have any of those things. So I know that I explained to my parents that I was having some 
what I would describe as like acid reflux issues, which was definitely a part of it. But it was also like really embarrassing. So by the time high school rolled around, I simply resolved that I was lactose intolerant and the doctor agreed with me. It seemed like dairy definitely caused some issues for me. So I just told them that I felt like I was lactose intolerant, my stomach hurt, and I just took lactate pills anytime I had dairy. And it seemed to do the trick for the most part. Of course, I still ate a ton of dairy because I was a kid and I wanted to eat that kind of food. So it was really only a Band-Aid. And I realize now that what I was experiencing was a coping mechanism for stress. But at the same time, I was also dealing with some really major emotional eating, especially in the after school time. So remember, I was going through some bullying. I had gone through the flood. I had all of these hard times kind of going on as a kid. And this was not just a have a few cookies after school kind of thing. This was like full containers of leftover pasta, half a pint of ice cream, half a block of cream cheese and crackers, all of those together every day. I experienced a lot more digestive issues that obviously, you know, obvious to me now, not so obvious to me at the time, went along with these after school mini binges. So this was certainly not helping my digestive system. It wasn't the start of things, but it was definitely not helping these issues, you know, eating somewhat of a normal amount during the day and then coming home and eating food until I felt like my stomach was going to pop. So flash forward a couple years to later high school where I spent much of my sophomore year entirely preoccupied with boys and learning everything that I could about dieting. I had a new friend group so I didn't want to be the weird one who took lactate pills so I ate all of the things my friends ate and I essentially suffered in silence until my dieting took hold. And then my digestive problems became an excuse to restrict my food intake. I became a vegetarian in my junior year of high school, so I was eating a ton of new foods, but I was also eating very, very little. So my issues only compounded as my eating disorder unraveled. So I was having these acid reflux, is- reflux issues and I was downing Rolades after every meal, like multiple, like three or four Rolades after every meal. I was eating dairy only once in a while and always with lactate. And of course, my bloating only served as another source of shame. As I was trying to change my body, I felt like my body was fighting back, which <laughs> she really was. But what is so fascinating to me is even though this continued through college to the point where I was going through three to four rolls of chewable Rolades a day, I worked at a pharmacy at the time and so I would buy them every day after my shift, just like rolls upon rolls of these like super fruity chewable Rolades. And I was taking acid reflux medication on and off, which I'm not sure actually even relieved my symptoms, but they at least worked as a sort of placebo. But when I went away my sophomore year, in between my freshman and my sophomore year of college to study abroad in Italy, I had let go of all of my major food rules post-eating disorder. And if you're curious about my story, I share about that in episode two, and I'll link that in the show notes if you want to hear kind of my food freedom story. But what was so interesting to me was that all of my digestive struggles seemed to magically disappear. Call it a break from reality, the different pure farm fresh food in the little Italian town I lived in, but I was in digestive bliss. Oh my gosh, you guys, I had never felt so good, or at least not since I was like 11 or 12. Of course, all that went down the toilet pretty literally when I came back to the U.S., 
I had started learning a little bit about digestive health, taking probiotics, but I was also at the time struggling with reoccurring UTIs. I know, so much fun. Told you this is going to be a TMI episode. And this meant that I took quite a few antibiotics on and off as well. So my issues were pretty much the same as the first years of college. Lots of acid reflux, somewhat of an issue with dairy, occasional bouts of diarrhea. And then I moved to Canada a couple years later. Everything was somewhat fine up until midway through culinary school, about six months in or so, when I started to experience more bouts of diarrhea. And when I say more, I mean a lot more. This continued through my wedding planning and after school, but it really, really came to a head the following year. Kind of after wedding planning, we planned our wedding in a whirlwind in like three months. We got engaged in May. We got married in August. And it was just a really hard year. I was going through culinary school. I had We had gotten married. I had started going through the immigration process. I wasn't able to work right then, so I would just taken an internship. And all of a sudden, my issues got really, really bad. Often, it would be like a whole weekend long after Everything, every time I ate, I would have these crazy bouts of diarrhea. And sometimes, I know this is TMI, but sometimes there would be some blood. And that was really, really scary to me. When I saw that, I knew that that was a massive warning sign. And that freaked me out more than anything. More than, you know, how small I had gotten in my eating disorder. I was never like afraid that I was going to die. But to be perfectly honest, when I saw that, I thought that I had something really, really bad. So I ended up taking multiple trips back home from Canada. And I was taking train rides because we had next to no money to just fly back and forth. So I would take 12-hour train rides to see my gastroenterologist and just consider my state at the time. I don't know what I was thinking. I was like back and forth to the bathroom. I was blogging at the time. So I like have my laptop and I'd be blogging and then I'd run to the bathroom and then come back and then run to the bathroom and come back on the train, you guys. I don't know, but it was worth it to at least go home and see my gastroenterologist who was comforting at least a listening ear that something was going on. He agreed that whatever was going on was not normal. But at this point, he had basically just diagnosed me with acid reflux and lactose intolerance. These were things that I knew. And so he was like, you know what, maybe it's time to do some more testing. So he prepped me for an exciting weekend retreat of a colonoscopy plus endoscopy combo. Everyone's ideal trip to the spa, right? But hey, I got free apple juice. (laughs) So my dad took me in to be put under for the first time ever. I was under general anesthesia and they put me under. They did the endoscopy, the colonoscopy. Apparently, I told my gastroenterologist all about college, all about culinary school, all of these things. And I don't remember any of it. So hopefully I said all good things. But he comes back after, you know, I was kind of groggy and feeling kind of icky and drinking my apple juice. And he told me that my diagnosis was that I was severely inflamed. I was inflamed. I was like, seriously? Of course I'm inflamed. I know I'm inflamed. Haven't you heard all these symptoms I've been having? Isn't there something worse going on? 
So he diagnosed me with IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, which is basically just a blanket term for having an irritated gut. And he sent me back to Canada. I decided to seek out some further testing when I went to Canada, at least further, I guess further, not further testing right away, but further help. I decided to see a holistic nutritionist who gave me some basic advice, told me to get off of the acid reflux medications because they were probably blocking protein absorption, which they were, and causing further problems, which turns out they were, and prescribed me just some like digestive enzymes and hydrochloric acid to build back my stomach acid. Just as a side note, when I share some of my treatments here, which I will from time to time, these are not recommendations. I am not a doctor. I do work with many clients with digestive health struggles, um, but there are no blanket, this is what you should eat for your digestion. Um, Just as a side note, please do not take any of these as recommendations. This is just what worked for me at the time. Please consult with your practitioner if you want to make any changes. Okay, back to what I was sharing. These were, this was actually really helpful when it came to acid reflux. Um, The digestive enzymes and the hydrochloric acid, that changed the game when it came to my acid reflux. But she did tell me, she's like, anything deeper is kind of beyond my expertise. She was really great and I was very thankful, but I knew that I needed deeper health help. And my gastroenterologist, he helped me as much as he could. Um, This holistic nutritionist helped me as much as she could. And I was just sort of wavering for a little while. I was doing what I could. I was taking what I had. um, And I was trying to be careful about what I was eating. I was definitely still in the phase of being very conscious about my weight and being very worried about my size and what I was eating. And so I was definitely starting to pay attention to what felt good and what didn't, but I really did need some guidance. So thankfully, all of this coincided with starting to intern with Megan Telfner, who, for those of you who don't know, is a hilariously fun and really smart holistic nutritionist up in Canada. So she's the creator of the Academy of Culinary Nutrition and the author of two books, which I was grateful to be a part of testing and helping her with her first. So I started as her intern when she was teaching cooking classes in her studio in Toronto. Now everything she does is online, so you can find all of her stuff online now. Um, But what it did mean was when I was helping her teach cooking classes, I had access to her knowledge as a woman who struggled with Crohn's disease. Um, And as well as her assistant, Jen, who is another holistic nutritionist who happens to be one of my very best friends in the universe. I love you, Jen. I'm going to make you listen to this episode, even though you're not a mom. (laughs) And they really gave me some really solid advice on things that I hadn't thought about doing for my gut health. And I would say that was probably the beginning of my healing journey. So I had gotten, you know, some advice from my gastroenterologist, not very much aside from medication. I'd gotten some advice from this holistic nutritionist I had first seen. And then as I started working for Megan and working with Jen, I started to dive a little bit deeper into healing from a food perspective. Remember that during this, I was also still very deeply intertwined in diet culture and now this sort of wellness culture as well. And I was literally vacillating between like four or five different diets trying to make sense of it all. My weight, my digestive issues, some hormone issues that had cropped up. I was a little bit of a mess. So bless my husband. He stayed with me through all of this and was by my side through all of this. But I was 
kind of in this space where I was learning and I was taking in a lot of information and I was trying a lot of different things. Some of it was working, some of it wasn't, but I was determined to get to the bottom of my digestive issues. So I ended up leaving her studio as kitchen manager about a year and a half in to work as a natural foods personal chef and teach cooking classes on the side. Her studio was my start and I am so thankful for that. And I continued to work on my digestion on my own. So I went gluten-free, which was probably the first thing that had made a really massive shift in my digestion from, you know, going off of the acid reflux meds and on hydrochloric acid to help my acid production. This was the next thing that made a really big difference in my digestion personally. As a funny aside... You guys, I wrote a book on being gluten-free before it was cool. (laughs) It was self-published. It was called Crash Course in Gluten or Crash Course to Gluten-Free Living. So it's not available anymore. I sold about 100 copies. I couldn't even afford to print the inside on color because we were so broke. (laughs) But it was a thing that I was so, so proud of. And I think it was because, you know, this had helped me so much in my journey and it actually ended up helping my sister a lot too who also struggled with some digestive issues. So I am kind of deep in this world of learning about holistic nutrition and holistic healing and I'm going through being gluten-free and finding what feels good and my problems did improve quite a bit but compounded with some hormone issues so I ended up going off of hormonal birth control and I don't I wouldn't say this affected my digestion but it definitely affected my hormones I was trying to get my cycle back um I was having some really weird hormone symptoms and I knew I needed further help so I ended up going and seeing Josh Gatalis, who is Megan's now husband, and he is a functional clinical nutritionist up in Toronto and probably one of the smartest humans I've ever met. And he really, really helped me to get to the bottom of my digestive issues. Years of hormone imbalances, stressful life changes, lots and lots of processed food when I was growing up, overeating, undereating, My system was so out of whack and it really just needed a reboot. So I tell him all of this and he is just so calm and he's like, you know what? I hear all those things, but we are going to get to the bottom of this. And I think that was the first time I had ever heard someone tell me that they were confident that we were going to get to the bottom of my digestive issues. So it was definitely a turning point for me. So he put me on a fairly strict but temporary protocol of food and supplements to give my system the much needed break that it needed and also the support that it needed. So the food was a lot of it was really just taking things away in order to give my body a break, eating lots of digestive healing foods, um, things like, oh my gosh, you guys, I would make smoothies with chia seeds and Irish moss, (laughs) which is really good for soothing the digestive system and it's not tasty at all but it definitely helped (laughs) I was you know drinking aloe vera juice and I was um, drinking lots and lots of bone broth really anything that I could do to help my digestive system come back into balance and lo and behold a few months later I was doing kind of a, a modified paleo style protocol you know no grains no legumes and again these are not recommendations this is just what had worked for me at the time 
And it was restrictive for sure. Um, But I was working very closely with him as my practitioner to make sure that what I was doing was working and it was for a purpose. It wasn't something that I was doing just to do it. It wasn't even something that I was doing to try and lose weight because at the time I just really wanted my hormones to be balanced. I wanted my digestion to feel good. That was my MO at the time. So I just want to take a sidebar here and make a note that It was when I took my health into my own hands and also worked with professionals that my digestion improved. When I tried to do it alone, I was stressed out. I was obsessive. If you need help too, I want you to get that help. Please do not try and go this alone. There is no shame in having issues that a professional can help you with. So all of this actually led me to wanting to pursue holistic nutrition at a deeper level because I found how helpful it was for me to be able to use food in a way that was healing and honoring to my body instead of me just, you know, trying to lose weight or trying to change my body. So I signed up for a holistic health coach course and then later went through a whole nutrition education program to be certified as a holistic health coach and a nutritionist. So something good definitely did come out of my struggles for sure. Um, So flash forward a little bit, because after all of this, after I went through the health coach training, I ended up giving birth to my oldest daughter. For probably about three years, my digestion was really good. I was actually pretty much fine throughout my first pregnancy. I had a lot of other health struggles during my pregnancy and in the postpartum phase. But if you have heard my story, you know that after my pregnancy, I kind of went back into a relapse of my eating disorder. I got very, very obsessed with food again. um, And this time, in light of fitness and becoming a personal trainer and a fitness instructor and competing in a fitness competition. So my digestion was pretty good throughout all of this. But after I competed in my fitness competition... Surprise, surprise, along with a really major health crash that I had came some more digestive struggles. Acid reflux was back again very quickly. That was kind of the first thing that came back again. Um, This kind of burning feeling in the pit of my stomach that wouldn't go away. I had some diarrhea again. And what I came to realize very quickly was that all of the work that I had done on my health previously had gone down the toilet when I became obsessed with fitness. This, my friends, is why diet culture is so awful and so insidious. I was sacrificing my health, my actual health, the things that I had worked so long for and so hard for to look a certain way, thinking that I was becoming healthier because I was smaller, because I could do more push-ups, which was not at all true. It was was so, so awful coming to this realization and realizing that I wasn't going back. I had to walk through this again. So I went back to a holistic nutritionist to get some testing done because that was the first place I wanted to go. I wanted to know what was going on with me. And I also began to work with a naturopath specializing in hormone balance to get my hormones back into balance. And I also had some testing done with her, which revealed some imbalances. So I found out I was struggling to digest fats, hence hence the diarrhea, um, probably because I hadn't eaten very much fat in a number of years. I had some food sensitivities, many of which were likely due to overeating those foods during my training because I was eating very few foods and just eating the same foods over and over again. 
And they gave me some really simple advice and some supplements to send me back on my way to health. And thankfully, I thought it was going to be years and years of struggling like it had been for me before. I had already known a lot of what they had told me. Things like ditch the gluten, ditch the dairy, because those are personal triggers for me. Um, You know, get rid of those food sensitivities for a while, or at least be really careful around them. Enjoy lots of gut healing foods and rest. They told me to rest. They told me to rest, to relax, to stop stressing out, to stop dieting, counting, tracking, stop forcing my body into an unnatural state. And when I did... When I started to actually take care of my body again, my digestive problems dissipated in a number of a couple of months. And it was right, it was right at that point. That summer was probably the most healing summer in my journey. And it wasn't as healing as, you know, the experience I had gone through in healing my gut, but it was healing from an emotional place. It was me realizing that My obsession with food and fitness had led me back into this place of disease that I hadn't been in so many years that I'd worked so hard to get to and that along with not wanting to be obsessed with food and fitness because I wanted to be a better mom, a better wife, a better friend, that I was so ready to be done with dieting once and for all. And that is what led me after working with the nutritionist and the naturopath and getting my hormones back into balance or at least on their way back into balance it led me to working with an intuitive eating counselor and it was up until very recently from that start of my intuitive eating journey that I really hadn't experienced any digestive issues in the way that I had in the past and even recently which I'm going to share more about in the near future they still haven't been to the same painful extent as they had been in the past when I was a kid or when I was in Toronto. And after all of these years and years of struggles, and yes, definitely some need for rebalancing through foods and supplements during flare-ups, the most important thing that I ever did for my digestion was to rest, to stop forcing my body into a place that wasn't meant to be, and to start working with my body instead of fighting against her. So friends, that brings me to today, to a few months ago where I've experienced my first flare-up in about five years. And it hasn't been easy, but it has brought some clarity. And my experience now is so much different than it was years ago. And I will admit that there has been some fear in making changes to my eating and lifestyle, just little changes, tweaks that I needed really to get myself back into balance, being in this intuitive eating space, not just because I am a quote-unquote intuitive eater, uh, because I, I do consider myself now a normal eater, that eating isn't really a thing for me anymore. I eat foods that nourish me and foods that taste good. And I really, truly have found my beautiful balance in eating. But having some of these issues crop up again definitely brought with it some fear of going back to some of those old restrictive ways that I never wanted to go back to again. But thankfully, with the you know encouragement of my own coach and having been on this journey for a number of years, I can confidently say that I am on the right path for me. 
But I want to save a lot more of that experience and kind of where I am now in that story for when I have a special guest come on next week. I'm going to have Katherine Herbison come on as we share a very real and very raw look about what it looks like to work through digestive struggles now as an intuitive eater and as an intuitive eating professional. So that's where I'm going to leave things off today. Um, I know that I kind of tried to go through this pretty fast. I didn't want to keep you guys for hours sharing the nitty gritty of my story, but I think that gives you kind of a general overview of some of the things that I struggled through and some of the healing that I did, you know, both the medical route and then the holistic route and kind of, you know, combining the two and ultimately... Um, finding this place of intuitive eating and balance that has helped me learn how to tune in to my body and my needs and lean into that in order to help to um, heal and restore my body. So uh, thank you so much for listening up until this point. I hope that it, you know, gave those of you who are struggling with digestive issues a little bit of hope that Even if you have had such an up and down journey as I have, there's definitely healing in that, especially when you're working with trained professionals and truly just finding what works for you. There's a lot of things on the internet that will tell you do this or don't do that. And I tried all of those things when I was going on my digestive health journey and it truly is so incredibly individualized. And so I encourage you to get some individualized help if you need help. Um, If you want some encouragement, if you want some suggestions, like please, please feel free to reach out to me. My email is chris at healthymamachris.com or reach out to me on Instagram at healthymamachris. I'm happy to chat with you to give you some encouragement because I really, truly don't think that you need to suffer alone. Digestive issues can be really hard and really debilitating. And I want you to know that I've been there and you really don't have to feel this way. So I am, you know, thinking about each and every one of you who has digestive issues and hoping that this resonated with you today. So I will be back talking to you next week with Catherine. I'm so excited for you to hear our conversation. It is going to be a really, really good one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.